everybody. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Look at all the bright lines. Mm -hmm. Say welcome. Welcome. To. To. The. The. Witchy History World. <laughs> Witchy Historian. Which is the story in the world. <laughs> Which is historian world? Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Billy Joe. Billy Joe. What's my name? Crystalina. I'm Crystalina. Am I the witchy historian? Yeah, and I'm also too. And you too? You are a fairy witchling, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what is your favorite way? to make the energy around you feel clean and happy. What do you like to do to make the energy happy? By eating noodles. Eating noodles? <laughs> that is a great way to give your body good energy. What about the energy around you in the air? How do you make that energy feel good? Money. Running? Yeah. Oh. And you like candles? Yeah, that and makes me. And the pretty incense smoke, right? Yeah, What's I another thing that we really like to do? Do we like music? Yeah. And what do you do when we turn on music? I sing and dance. Yeah, you sing and dance. And when you sing and dance, you put out the best energy and it puts all the happiness into our home. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks so much for being on my show. Yeah. Do you want to go play now? Yeah. Okay. Bye. I'll see you later. Bye. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my daughter, uh, Billy Joe. She's four years old. And she decided on her own that she wanted to start working with fairies and uh, that energy. And she participates in my practice kind of like just by jumping in, doing stuff. And it's been really, really fun to have her join in. So I wanted to let her have a little spot on the show since she does not have school today. Um, I wanted to apologize up front for being a whole day and a half late dropping this episode. So um, Tuesday is normally my recording day, as I've said before, and I had a super, super packed schedule. I had an interview um, on grounds at school, and I did a um, recording with the Tell Your Truth podcast. Last week, I had an interview with Amber Lee um, with Hearth and Hedge, uh, that podcast, and that dropped yesterday. So please go give Amber Lee a listen and then keep an eye out for the Tell Your Truth podcast with Nikki Marie. Um, and I've, I'll have an episode with her too, but don't just listen to my episodes. Listen to the one, like all of the ones that they do. Um, they're fantastic, wonderful people. So please, please, please go give them a listen. Um, I hope you are all doing well. Um, I was planning on recording this much earlier, but 
I was up late writing the rest of the episode and then I woke up this morning and I was getting ready to record and I got a message from my mother that my grandmother had passed away last night or this early this morning. So, um, I'm doing okay. We're all doing okay. This has been coming for a long time. Um, but there is a lot of, um, grandma has a lot of trauma, um, in her life that's kind of tethering her here. So if y'all could, if you've got it in ya, please send some energy to go ahead and uh, have her have a safe and successful, peaceful crossing over um, so that she can rest uh, in peace. Um, Yeah, so that's part of the reason why this is going to be dropping at like three o'clock in the afternoon and not at, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So, uh, anyways, all of that being said, I hope that you guys are just like having a good spring. I know like the weather has been super weird lately. (laughs) And so some of y'all are getting like a late winter instead of, uh, early, you know, the beginnings of spring. So beware the Ides of March, right? But today is uh, St. Patrick's Day, but um, as a uh, pagan who practices very heavily in the Celtic path, I do not celebrate St. Patrick's Day because um, crusades are shitty. So, (laughs) um, and that is something that I will eventually be talking about, but not today. Today, we are going to get back to basics um, with cleansing. And we're going to talk about some spiritual cleansing, different methods and all of that. So um, the spring equinox is coming. Austera is coming. Uh, Spring is almost here. Um, I am hoping that this weekend I can finally make, uh, do some baking and make some honey cakes. Uh, But we'll kind of, we'll see how much research I get done and all of the other (laughs) things. Um, this is now officially thesis month, so I've got some cracking down to do, but it'll be all right. It'll be all right. So, um, we are, I've got some, you know, like plants to repot and some other babies to plant. Um, I want to plant some herbs to round out my windowsill garden that is in the living room. So, uh, there's some springy stuff coming up that I would really, really like to do. So, um, I hope that you guys all have really good plans and stuff for that as well. I know some of you have already started planting things and that's so exciting. I love to see it. So if you are on the Facebook page, the, uh, witchy historian pod listeners page, drop your spring stuff. I want to see it. That is not a space just for me to like post stuff. Go ahead, post things, post things all the time. Um, I it is a space for us all to share uh, as uh, as friends and members of this little group that we have here. So, of course, I am Crystalina May. I am your resident witchy historian. Today we have our third witchy episode. We are going back to basics, talking about cleansing, like I said. Um, But before we get started, I'm going to talk about the witchy calendar of the day. So it's not Thursday anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is now Friday. So today we have a quote of the day uh, by Stephen Forrest, who is an astrologer, author, and lecturer. And the quote is, astrology is just a finger pointing at reality. And I think that is probably the most accurate thing I have ever seen or read in my entire life. So I really hope that y'all take that into consideration as you move forward. Uh, still in Pisces season, there is absolutely nothing in retrograde. Thank goodness. Uh, because I don't know if I can handle a retrograde right now. Um, but we will be moving into the pre-shadow of Mercury retrograde very soon. Um, let me see if I can actually figure out when Mercury goes into retrograde. I don't think it's until April sometime. And I'm just going to make silly noises to distract y'all from the fact that I did not prepare this part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so we're not even going to be moving into pre-shadow until the beginning of... Um, the beginning of April, it looks like, because I don't think we have a retrograde that pops up again until the end of April. Yep. Uh, it does, uh, Mercury does not retrograde until April 21st. So about a week and a half to two weeks before that is when we will start to pre-shadow. So keep that in mind. But for now, we're not going to worry about it. I will give you a heads up on the next couple of episodes as that's getting closer. Um, yeah. I'm gonna like super huge shout out to the Didelphus goddess, Becca over at Didelphus goddess. We are getting prepared to send out the Ostera box. I have been so slow getting this stuff going out and I apologize to my patrons, but <laughs> it's happening. We're doing it. We're doing the thing and we're putting a plan together and I am hoping to get this out to y'all sometime within the next two weeks. So you should have it by the end of the month. Um, it might not be perfectly on time, but it will be around the season. So I'm really excited. It is going to be Ostera themed, new beginnings, spring, great greatness, awesomeness, growth, beauty. It's fantastic. I'm so, so, so excited about the things. All right. So one of the, go find her on Instagram. Uh, Didelphus Goddess, D-I-D-E-L-F-I, no, P-H-I-S, <laughs> um, Goddess. Didelphus is uh, the um, genus pool for opossums or possums. Um, I call them possums. I know that's not technically supposed to be the way that Americans say it, but that's how I say it. So anyways, um literally the cutest the cutest thing she's so talented she makes the most amazing amazing things um she has an etsy shop she has an instagram she's got like a facebook just to go check her out go support her she has some really really incredible incredible things so one of the first things that most pagan practitioners, baby witches, if you were, if you know, if you will, um, some people don't like that term. I think it's kind of endearing. <laughs> um, one of the first things we learn is how to cleanse the energy of our space, of ourselves. Um, and there are, you know, 
a lot of different methods that we can use to do this. Um, and we all have uh, different methods of cleansing and they all need a different set of tools and different ways that we use those tools. So I am going to break down all of the different cleansing methods that I know about that are available, different ways to do them. And then I am going to finish out with my annual house cleansing ritual. So the most popular and well-known form of cleansing is smoke cleansing. So there are multiple ways that you can do this and you can use herb bundles, incense, loose herbs. You can even use marijuana, um, cigarette or tobacco smoke. Um, if it's legal, hint, hint, wink, wink, <laughs> or other or herb smokes that you have um, that you can safely take part of um, and smoke yourself. But before we break this down, I am going to address the white sage elephant in the room. Cultural appropriation, all of the things. Okay, so first of all, there are two different strains of sage called white sage or that are marketed as white sage. One is endangered, the other is not. Second, the endangered genus is not closed practice because plants are not closed. However, we should not be using plants that are endangered, especially if they are not being ethically harvested. And that is the problem with this, right? So the practice and um, the, you know, the cultural ritual of smudging, that is closed. So um, while many indigenous practitioners are, you know, very happy to teach those who do respect their traditions how to do these things, it is their call when, how, and who they are willing to teach these things to. And they do not owe an obligation to share their knowledge with any of us, no matter what our heritage is. They don't owe that to any of us. So learning the difference between the different genuses of white sage, finding a reputable ethical source to preferably find the sage that is not endangered, uh, that, that, is a, that is a way to be able to use sage in your home if it is something that is very important to you. There are also more than 900 different species of sage or sagebrush that grow worldwide and almost none of them are endangered. There's only like one or two of them that are like in the endangered um, realm, one of them being that one very particular type of white sage. So you can grow it. You can grow common sage, Greek sage, the non-endangered white sage. You can grow all pineapple sage, blue sage, you can grow it. Um, it's really, really easy in almost any climate or environment. Find the one that's native to your area or put it in a giant pot in your living room. Uh, you can use cooking sage from like the grocery store. 
Um, or like I mentioned, you can find a reputable ethical supplier. It's not very difficult to do your homework there. So just be conscious about how you are engaging with that stuff, right? So another thing about Sage is that it actually calls in the Great Spirit. This is specific to White Sage um, or other spiritual energies. It is not a cleansing herb in most cultural traditions, but it is a protection and spiritual connection herb. And if you're using it properly with other methods, you can use it to push out negative energy from your spaces, but it's not going to like scrub out or cleanse your space, if that makes sense. I personally love using blue sage and Greek sage. I work with Apollo and so therefore Greek sage is like a super big deal in my house. Um, my partner really likes pineapple sage. <laughs> uh, we grew some pineapple sage when we lived out in Wisconsin and that was like his big deal. Um, blue sage, clary sage is another one. Um, it's not in danger, but it is very expensive. But if you can find seeds and you can grow it, that's a really great way to do it. Um, smoke in general will fill your space with the energy of the plant or the scent that you are using. So um, some other really amazing herbs to use instead of sage, if you're looking for an alternative, are my personal favorite, rosemary, lemongrass or lemon balm, basil, rose, cannabis or hemp, tobacco, lavender, or like literally any other herb that you associate with the intention that you want to put into your space. So some of these are very cleansing, but this is you're going to fill your space with the intention that you have that you want to put into that area. And that's going to push out that icky, gross, whatever, right? And I do this by, um, I use herb bundles and I light it up. I get it going real, real good. And I blow the smoke into every single corner of the house. I start farthest away from the front door. And I have the front door. I don't open it until I'm like done because the cat will run away. But <laughs> I fill the whole house with smoke. Not like so much that I can't breathe, but I make sure that it touches every corner of every room. I start farthest away and I work my way through the house towards the front. And then I open the door and I push it all out. And that is how I do my, when I smoke cleanse. I only do that about once or twice a year. Um, and that is literally, usually around a Sabbath. Most specifically during Samhain. And that, that is because I'm calling in ancestors for, or I'm preparing to do ancestor work and I need to up, re-up my wards. Um to prepare for that. So that is my method that I use. So next we have water cleansing. Some of the best known ways of using this um, are with like ritual baths, 
floor washes and like steam cleansing with a humidifier or a steam, uh, like a simmer pot. Um, these are all, these all often include like salt and herbs and things like that as part of the overall cleansing process. But for now, we're just going to kind of focus on the water itself and why that is such an important part of this. So almost every spiritual and cultural practice includes water as a staple element of the world and as a key ingredient to many cleansing practices. So water is often said to have the ability to carry prayers and invocations to cleanse impurities away from the person that is in the water or any item that is in the water and to bring healing to those who are within the water. Uh, water is also said to represent the divine generosity of the deities, of the gods and spirits, and that it can bring growth, calm, and when necessary, intense, rapid change. Think of the turning of the tide or the rapids of a river, for this, this can be water can be very destructive as well as very calming and uplifting. So this is something to consider when you are using water. Water is often used at the end of a spell when you're doing baneful magic. It often will tell you to flush it down. Um, like running water flush it down the toilet, <laughs> um, put it in a river. Uh, of course, there, if it's safe to dispose of that way. So there are a lot of different methods to use water as a cleansing tool, both in our rituals and our spells and in just daily practice as well. So since water is usually included in other rituals, I won't go into detail on methods here, but I will mention one of the things that I use water for, and that is to wash my windows and mirrors. So when I cleanse these, which is usually twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall, unless I'm using it for scrying, in which case I cleanse it much more often than that, I add a little bit of salt and a little bit of vinegar to a bucket of clean, warm water. And I use a well-squeezed microfiber cloth to wipe them down really well. And then I let them air dry. After that, I go back over them with either a dry microfiber cloth or paper towels, depending upon what's available to me. I prefer to use the microfiber, but sometimes if, when all you've got is paper towels, that's what you use. Um, and then I will buff out any streaks that were left behind, which usually there aren't very many. And if there are, it's because I put too much salt in the water. But I usually just put for about a half gallon, I put like a half a teaspoon of salt in there and a little tiny bit of vinegar, like a cap full of vinegar. And I swirl that around really good so that it's nice and dissolved in there. So this ties directly into salt cleansing which is used in nearly every cultural practice in some form. 
Salt is known for its purification and protection abilities, and it is usually the key ingredient in preservation brines, as well as most spells. And this is due to its ability to halt the process of bacterial and even slow some viral growth. So this is why it is used for pickling and preservation. Some popular methods of salt cleansing are adding it to a, a bath for like personal energy cleansing, adding it to a mop bucket to clean the floors, push out some of that stagnant energy that's kind of hanging out on the floors that we forget about, or to a bucket of water used to wash down windows, mirrors, or even walls in your house. I will do walls every once in a while if I'm starting to feel icky. <laughs> you can sprinkle coarse salt on your dry floors and sweep it, sweep it up and then out of your house. You can fill a bowl with salt and shove some of your less delicate crystals in it to purify their energy. Be careful with this. Some of them will be delicate enough that the salt will erode the outside. So be aware of what kind of crystals are safe to do that with. And you can also use salt to salt an area of ground to stop anything from growing there. I only recommend this in very specific cases where the growth in that area is a direct threat to you or your home. But in general, like if it's a really, really bad patch of poison ivy that you can't kill and it's like in your yard proper or something like that. But in most cases, I would avoid this if at all possible. But sometimes you need to do a little earth salting. Um, this was a method that was used uh, in ancient history during war. They would, especially with the Romans, they would go through... And they would completely burn down a town after they defeated their enemy. And they would burn the fields. And then they would cover them in salt so that nothing could grow. So that their enemies that survived would not be able to grow food. And they would essentially either starve or have to move away. So that was the purpose of that. My personal favorite is what I like to call a salt bath. And for this, I just fill my bathtub with water that is just like slightly hotter than I can comfortably stand. And I add a quarter cup of pink Himalayan salt and a quarter cup of Epsom salts. And then an herb mix with whatever intention I'm aiming for, wrapped in cheesecloth, which is to keep the tub clean and so the herbs don't stick to my skin. <laughs> I let it steep until the water is cool enough for me to get in and then I just kind of lay there and relax and I let the energy soak into my skin usually with some candles and some like very primal primordial type music and on in the background sometimes i combine this with a meditation like a guided meditation which 
um, actually leads us to the next kind of cleansing that we can do, which is meditation. So I prefer to use guided meditations because I get monkey mind, which is when my brain just kind of pings off all over the place and you know, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but you can choose any kind of meditation or even make up your own for your purpose in order to push out negative thoughts and general blah energy from yourself. I personally use meditation for connecting with my spirit guides and for accessing the Akashic Records, which I'm still working on. Um, And we'll talk about the Akashic Records in deeper detail at a later date. So if any of you have any experience using meditation as a cleansing method, I would really love to hear from you and would love to share your stories on the show. So please drop me a line, um, email, any of the socials, any of the things. So something else that I combine with my smoke or water cleansings is aromatherapy. And that's where the herbs come in. So I choose scents that are very specifically associated with protection or purification. And I take a few moments to focus on that intention as I breathe in the scent before I start the other parts of my cleansing ritual. I'm particularly fond of citrus and mint scents, although other popular options include like lavender, bergamot, eucalyptus, and other popular smells. Cinnamon is another popular one too, and I do use cinnamon a lot. One of my favorite methods of cleansing is using crystals in either a grid or on their own to clear the energy from a space or just from myself. So placing crystals around a space that you live in where you work, wearing them as jewelry or carrying them in your pockets, hanging them in your car, meditating with them, or just kind of having them around can really help keep the energy of a space or yourself copacetic to your goals. Some other popular crystals um, include amethyst for clarity and insight, Appetite to clear blockages, agate to bring balance, tiger's eye for grounding and focus, and my personal favorites are clear quartz for the transmutation of negative energy into positive energy, and labradorite for connection and creativity. So that's what I have. I buy millions and millions of Labradorites because I need them around me at all times. (laughs) So another one of my favorites is sound cleansing. And I've heard that this is especially popular among neurodivergent witches and pagans. So many of us use singing bowls, gongs, instruments that can hold a long resonating note. But my personal favorite is music. 
So I love using like primordial kind of like traditional cultural type songs or music or 8D or like the binaural beats, which is the music that kind of alternates ears and it kind of sounds like it's traveling around you as it plays. So that is my absolute favorite. But when I'm using this as a type of cleansing, I find my favorite pagan artist. Her name is Wendy Rule. She is from Australia. I saw her at Paganacon in Minneapolis last spring. And her music is almost primal. And it is just one of my favorite ways to call in pure spiritual power as I focus on cleansing my space. So sound is just just a really fantastic way of pushing out stagnant energy and filling a space with new fresh energy because it gets into the parts of the room that other methods can't. Another way to sound cleanse is to use bells, which I love to do. Or you can just bang on pots and pans if you want. Some drums, you can clap, you can just yell. Whatever kind of sound or method works best for you. And finally, for sound cleansing, you can also do chants or mantras. This is another one that's really popular with people who are neurodivergent because they are able to express that need to fill the space and it can echo back and it can make it feel a lot more connected. Internal cleansing is one of the hardest things I've dealt with and the best method for this that I've found is journaling. So you can turn this into a ritual if you'd like But my favorite thing to do is just kind of brain dump whatever it is that is blocking me onto the page. Sometimes I handwrite, sometimes I type. Do whatever works for you and write whatever you want. One of my more recent brain dumps was just free writing a chunk of a fictional novel that I've had in my head for a while. And I actually wrote over 7,000 words in one day because it was just sitting in my head for so long. And I just like, I need to get this out. And I all over the page and it was great. It's it's actually not bad, not my worst work. (laughs) And the next day, after I got all of that out of my head, I was finally able to get back to work And I was able to really focus on my research and real life. So it made me better at my real life job, right? Then I had been able, and and I was able to engage with it much better than I'd been able to for a a long time, for quite quite a few months. I also sometimes free write to kind of sort out my feelings or deep thoughts that are making it really hard for me to focus. I don't do that as often because I don't like dealing with my feelings, (laughs) but that is shadow work stuff that I'm dealing with um, in other ways. So some other methods that I came across that I am less familiar with are using yoga, tantric breath work, or... I'm going to I'm going to mess this up. Svadhaya, 
which is like self-analysis or like shadow work as a form of spiritual cleansing or energy shifting. I am not going to go into detail here because I simply just don't know about them as much. But again, if any of you listening have experience with any of these or other types of cleansing methods, I would love to hear about them and share them on the show and be able to include that in a future episode on cleansing. So my house cleansing ritual, I do a summer pot. After my summer pot is done, and it depends upon what time of year, I do it in the spring and I do it in the fall. Um, And I will eventually one of these days in the Facebook group drop (laughs) I will drop my recipes for these, but I do a simmer pot. Then I strain out all of the ingredients and I take the, the liquid and put it in my mop bucket. I add a little salt and some vinegar and essential oils. And I use that to mop my whole house. I do the salt window washing and I also wash my front door with that same mixture with the salt and vinegar water and all of the mirrors in the house even the bathroom mirrors then after all of that is done and I've kind of like got the stickiness off of like the walls and floors and windows and stuff then I do the smoke cleanse and you can use incense or an herb bundle or whatever works for you. But I I particular, I specifically prefer to use like a rosemary bundle. And I hit every corner in every room. And I follow, I usually have Billy Joe follow <laughs> with either a bell or a pot and pan. Or I turn on really loud music. Usually Wendy rule. And I just like fill the space with this positive musical energy and I fill and I cleanse and I push out all of the negative and I focus on filling the space with whatever energy that we're trying to bring positive uplifting growth comfort protection whatever it is and then I push all that smoke towards the front door and I let it all go out And then I finish off by sprinkling a salt line across my threshold and blowing cinnamon across my threshold. And then when I'm done, I sweep all of that out the front door and and that's it. That's what I do. So, and when I say I blow cinnamon across my threshold, that means after I lay my salt line, across my threshold. I stand outside and I blow the cinnamon in. So the salt protects from negative energy and purifies anything that crosses that boundary. The cinnamon blowing in pushes abundance into the house. And then I sweep all that up after I'm done and then I'm finished. That's that's the thing. That's the whole thing. And then the whole energy of the house just feels a little bit lighter and a little bit nicer. And it's, it's great. It's great. And also the lingering smell of the simmer pot is super amazing. 
Um, in the spring, I usually use like lemons and mint and stuff like that. In the fall, I use oranges and cinnamon and nutmeg and it's just so yummy and amazing. I love it. Anyways, so that's it. That's what I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being so patient with me. And uh, thank you for your support and love through all of this weird couple of weeks we've had. Pisces season is just doing a number, I think, on pretty much everybody. But I think we're going to be okay. March has been a little bit nicer thus far, other than my grandma dying. <laughs> but um, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, she was she was very sick for a very long time, so I'm glad that she is now at peace. So, don't forget to shoot me an email. Um, I want to hear from you, y'all. I really want to hear from you. So, thewitchyhistorian at gmail.com, Instagram at witchyhistorian, TikTok at thewitchyhistorian, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the witchy historian or you can search me in the search bar at um the witchy historian pod listeners and it is a private group so if you are not if you are practicing and you don't want people to know that is a safe space for you if you are curious and not practicing but you're not really wanting to be open about your curiosity um, that's fine Again, this is a private group. This is a small group. This is for the people here. Um, I don't let people bully anybody. I keep a very close eye on that group and I monitor it very, very closely. And again, if you are already a member of those groups, please drop stuff in there. Post things. This is not just my space. I made these platforms so that my friends and family have a space to share as well. And finally, if you would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com, search for The Witchy Historian, and then there are three different tiers for you to choose from. Um, you can still sign up in time to get the Beltane box. Yeah, that's a thing I do. And if you sign up before the end of the month, you will get in in time to get your full moon card for April. So, yeah. Yeah, cool things slowly coming together and happening bit by bit. I will be creating the Marco at the beginning of April as well. So if anybody is on Marco Polo and wants to be a part of the witchy pod listeners, you can join that Marco as well and get a weekly check-in. And then you can get like book reviews and stuff like, and like little presents from me and all of the, all of the things, all of the things. And so please, please, please go check that out. Um, those the Patreon levels that is used not to put money in my pocket. I do that so that I can keep recording that pays for the platform that I use to record and put out these episodes. And it pays for the contents that you're getting in the boxes and that kind of stuff. So at the higher levels. So that that's what that's for. I, I don't I don't pocket that money. That money 
literally just makes this possible so that y'all have a place to gather and to get cool information and have this little community. That's why I did this. I didn't do this to make money. I did this to have create a community. So anyways, that's it. That is that is the show for this week. I will be back on schedule on the 30th. <laughs> and let's actually, I, did, I don't even know what my ep next episode is. Look at this. Y'all, I am, it, it has been a week. It has been a, a weird couple of weeks. But let's find out what our next episode is going to be. And it's going to be a historical topic. So let's see what this is going to be. Oh, we're going to talk about Thomas Aquinas. And this is going to be a fun show. So we're going to go to 1225 and talk about Thomas Aquinas and his dealings with the church and how he was involved in some of these crusades and the persecution of some of these heresies. So uh, in the meantime, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and for your patience and your wonderful, wonderful support. Have a fantastic week and a half or so, and I will talk to y'all on the 30th of March. Have a great one. Bye.